Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Joe, tell our listeners what you told me about the all-natural B1 Sports Performance and Wellness Patch that's revolutionizing sports nutrition. Fans, there's no more sugary energy drinks or extra caffeine for an energy boost. The B1 Patch is fast-acting, it's body heat activated, and proudly made here in the United States. It's a must-have if you're out on the golf course or on the go or just patching up your future major leaguers. Feel good about using this 100% all-natural B1 patch from USA National Patches. It's easy to apply, worn by over 200 athletes, and is the official patch of 78 Division I schools. And, Mike, I personally use the B1 patch for years, and they've made a, a real difference in my life. Visit buyb1.com and enter the code umpire to buy B1 and get one free. I really want you to try these, and I want all our listeners to try it. You'll be glad you did. It's the B1 patch. Don't compete without it. That's buyb1.com. Enter the code umpire and buy one and get one free. Welcome to 5460, the Joe West podcast. Featuring former Major League Baseball umpire Joe West. For six decades, no one has seen more baseball than Joe West. And now he shares those stories with you every week right here on the Podcast Heat Network. Now listen to Joe West is asking the Reds to leave the field. I guess maybe... As a form of security. Well, Joe West is not going back behind the, the catcher. So what is he doing? He, he wants to throw him out or what? He's not going to back away from confrontation. It's just not in his makeup. Who, which guy are we talking about backing away? Well, come to think of it, hey, it's both guys. <laughs> Somebody's been tossed, and here comes Cox. It was Bobby Cox who threw the helmet out there. Off the umpire, oh. and that's a foul ball. Joe West gets drilled, and he appears none the worse for it. <laughs> He's a strong man. Nice. 
Now Joe's going to give him some argument because Mark's saying, why do you do? Joe, just get over there and umpire, will you? Yeah. Just get over there and umpire. No. That's all. It's 5460, the Joe West Podcast. Here's Joe West and your host, Mike Claiborne. Well, it's a real pleasure to have a chance to be part of 5460 and our special guest, Jerry Costello, and also the Hall of Famer, the only man to lead the country in scoring in college, the ABA and the NBA, Hall of Famer Rick Barry is with us as well. Gentlemen, welcome. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Take enough shots you can score. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about buy one, be one, because that is the hottest thing going in the, in the country right now. And Jerry, tell us how it got started. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, uh, basketball roots, I'm sure uh, uh, Coach Barry remembers the name, uh, Butch Van Bredikoff. So I played uh, Division I basketball for Hofstra University after playing. You know, I, I came right behind Chris Mullen and Severian in Brooklyn, won a couple of uh, New York City State Championships, which is no easy feat. And then when I got to Hofstra, I, I literally couldn't get off the bench. Uh, at the time I played at Hofstra, the New York Knicks and the New York Jets actually used Hofstra's facilities. Of course, now they have their own. But, um, you know, back in the day, the person who wrapped your ankles was the same guy who gave you a workout routine, gave you your diet. Now it's so specialized. You have a nutrition, you have a strength coach, but um, nothing against my college trainers. But I was, you know, talking to the guy who wrapped Bernard King's ankles every day and said, listen, two years in, I can't get off the bench. Any ideas? And he actually told me, the trainer from the Knicks said, load up with thiamine. Didn't know what thiamine was at the time. He said I would recover better. He said it helped with hand-eye coordination. I could do two-a-days. I told him I wanted to work out, but my second workouts were always lagging. I just didn't have the energy. You know, I, I was a dean's list student, so I did actually attend classes and do well in school. So um, at the time, they had the Joe Weeder powders. You know, you, you dipped them in and put a little, uh, you know, banana and uh, peanut butter and some ice cubes, and it was a good shake. But then when the uh, patent expired on the uh, transdermal patch, which was uh, developed by the nicotine companies, we were able to make this formulation uh, whereby it went directly into the skin. And because it's all natural and it's organic, it's on the WADA and USADA uh, approval list. So uh, it's been 10 years in the making. You know, the old story, the overnight success, 10 years. A lot of people think we just started a couple of years ago because we're now getting so much publicity. But no, we just celebrate our 10th anniversary. And um it's really been a blessing to have people like Rick Barry use the patch, to have, you know, uh, athletes that were willing to give it a try. Because let's face it, you know, if you don't know who we are and you're putting something on your skin, it's going to get into your body. There's going to be a natural, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, recoil. And, uh, you know, one of the first ones who really kind of uh, helped us out was actually uh, the man's name on the show, Joe West. You know, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe tried the patches when he was golfing and liked them and you know, continued to wear them during his umpiring days and even was kind enough to invite me to speak to the entire uh, umpires union. If you remember that, Joe, I came to Arizona and addressed all, what was it, 76 umpires? I think the entire umpire. Yep, the um, staff. The yeah, the whole staff was in the room. Um, and we'll talk about why you didn't see the uh, umpires wearing them on camera because MLB kind of shut, shut, <laughs> shut that down. But that's a conversation for another day. But the point is, is that we were able to have men of this uh, power, Hall of Famer, you know, Rick Barry, Hall of Fame, uh, you know, will, will be there, Joe West, give us the try. And once someone of that level tries it and somebody else sees someone of that level trying it, we've been able to um, make our path uh, through word of mouth, you know? Well, I can't I remember when you can do something here. Go well, ahead. Please. Well, 
Well, when they, well, they approached me, you know, actually through a, a player that was working, uh, you know, with Jerry that uh, was on my team that I was coaching. And, uh, you know, a really a great guy, Jermaine Taylor, Jermaine a really Taylor. terrific guy who got hurt, unfortunately. And, uh, but so, you know, I'm, here's the thing. I want to live to be a hundred and go fly fishing in Alaska and be playing pickleball. So I try to take care of myself and, you know, I see some of my contemporaries and some of these guys that I just don't know how in the world, I, I don't know how in the world, to be honest with you, that they let themselves get to be that way. You're a world-class athlete. And all of a sudden you let yourself go. I don't understand why guys do that, but it happens all the time. So I'm always looking for things. So Jerry told me about it and I says, well, yeah, okay, fine. Let me try it. So I'm willing to try most anything. If I know, as long as I know it's not going to hurt me to be able to have more right. energy, to be able to stay healthier. And so I give it a shot. And, you know, I, I felt that it really did well. I, and I take it and here it is right here. This is one he made up for me. It's kind of cool. Actually, he put all those cool things on it. And, uh, and you, you just put it on. And I used it when I play pickleball, when I'm competing, um, because, you know, if I'm going to get a little extra energy and be able to, you know, maintain my level of performance a little bit longer, that's important to me because that's my new passion is, you know, pickleball. And I compete and, you know, won a lot of national and world titles. And so I'm, you know, I'm happy with it. Um, you know, you just have to, one of those things, try it for yourself. I mean, it's not something that can hurt you. You know, it's a natural substance. So, Right. People should give it a try. I mean, you should try everything to try to stay healthy. And I have to say something because before we went on the air, Joe was saying something we were talking about basketball officials. So now I know why he came up with the comment. I didn't realize he's a former umpire. I used to be a baseball player beforehand. And you guys aren't as quite as in the toughest situation as a basketball guy who blow, every time he blows his whistle, somebody's mad because you know, they don't think they ever committed a foul. And in your case, you know, guys are never really happy with your calls if you're behind the plate, obviously, with the balls and the strikes, whether it's at the right place or the wrong place. So I can I can uh, I, I can sympathize and empathize with you because I've done some umpiring in baseball when I was younger, working in the little league stuff and all that other things. Oh, wow. and, I don't know that. Yeah, no, cool. I did, I did it when I was coaching teams. I coached some of my sons and did stuff. And I mean, it is amazing. I mean, you have to be an honest individual at all because I mean, it's so easy and it's so I mean, the, the just missing the plate or getting the plate or being in the right place. It's so easy to call a ball a strike, a strike a ball. I mean, you, and I did that in basketball, and I can understand why people are wondering uh, whether or not these guys are really honest in what they're doing. Because when I did my camps, if I had a team and we didn't do a good job of getting the teams together and one team hadn't done anything at all, hell, I could easily officiate that game, and I can get the team that sucks to be really in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I just blow that whistle, call off. I mean, because so many things happen, and you can it's crazy, but – Anyway, it's a it's a different world. But baseball, Joe, was too slow for me. I'm an A-type personality, man. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we had a, a an umpire family. Shad Crawford, <clears throat> his two sons were Jerry and Joey Crawford. And Jerry became a National League umpire. And I actually worked with him. I remember and Joey Crawford. became an NBA referee. Yeah, I knew Joey really well. And, uh, and Jerry said he went to referee a game with Joey one time and he caught, he, he thought he called a foul on this guy and they got the rebound and went to the other end and he didn't realize that he didn't blow his whistle. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that was it for me, Joey, you can have this sport. He said, he said, he said there's too much to think about if I'm refereeing an NBA game or a basketball game. He said, I don't want I, any I, part of it. <laughs> I got to so. tell you, that is, a, that is a funny story because, you know, as a, as a player who played in high school and college, you go work these camps. And one of the things, Rick, I'm sure you remember, they would, you know, you'd go to camp for free uh, if you would like, you know, be a counselor or whatever. So what would happen is if someone who knew the game, 
It's funny you say that, Joe. I'd watch the kids play, and they'd be like, in my head, I'm like, that's a foul. But I would never blow the whistle because I forgot that I had the whistle. So I'm like, that's a foul. That's traveling. I'm narrating the game in my head, and I'm forgetting, like, to blow it. And then, of course, you can't blow it. Like, the play's gone already, right? So you can't blow it, like, five minutes later and say, hey, by the way, two plays ago, that guy, you know, traveled. <laughs> but, you know, it's very funny. I, I know exactly uh, his pain. But yeah, hey, answer seven, Joe. Since you're on this subject real quickly, I mean, because we hadn't said we we're going to talk about anything in particular. My biggest problem with with the officials and in, in the NBA, there's a rule book, okay? And I know you guys have it yourself. And I know in baseball, I've seen that various umpires have different strike zones. I mean, there's only one strike zone that's written in the book. And 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 same thing with basketball. Call the damn game according to the rule book. I mean, you know, the rule says this is a violation or that's a violation. Well, then just call it. And they the big thing is, well, we don't want we want the players to determine the outcome of the game. Well, the players are because if they commit a foul, that's determining the outcome of the game. Your job yeah. is just to go ahead and blow your whistle when it is a foul. I mean, so yeah. just call the game according to the rule book. In basketball, the carrying, the traveling, the setting and moving screens, it's it's atrocious how bad it is. I charted a game a few years back when I was writing for the examiner in San Francisco. And there were 59 moving screens that weren't called in one game. One yep. game. But see, you're not the you're not the head of officials in that sport. <laughs> and what we what we need is the head of the officials to back the officials to let them do that. And uh, if you'll notice the commentary that comes on the air when a lot of fouls are called or a lot of moving screens are called and such and that. You'll notice that the announcers say, "Oh, you got to let them play." Well, you're exactly right. You, they should play by the rules. Right, right. And yeah. our replay, our replay in baseball, where they they've uh, started grading every umpire on the strike zone, it has made the strike zone consistent because they're being graded on every pitch. And yeah, that's, and that's a, good. That's a that's, that's a, a good thing. thing. Yeah, so, I think it's a great thing. I mean, so the, I mean, Joe, Joe, hasn't it been uh, common? And I'm sure, Rick, it's the same thing with NBA refs. Don't you know when you're a veteran going in that some guys just lean more towards they're going to let us play more or fouls more? Or, Joe, some uh, umpires are like the high strike zone is in play here as opposed. In other words, because, again, I don't want to bring up a name like Angel Hernandez, but there are just certain <laughs> umpires that I <laughs> I got to tell you, their zone seems to go in different directions than, you know, but it's always that guy. And again, I'm not throwing any stones at anybody, but isn't that common or is it where there are these reviews, Joe, where they try and clean that up? Cause I think everyone does gravitate toward what they've Every, been doing for all the years. Everyone you know? is graded and your grades are a big portion of whether you get the playoffs. Now get the there'll, play be right. situ there'll be That's situations, the there'll be situations where they'll put senior umpires in the playoffs because they want them to handle the game and they'll be, but, our our best officials are usually our youngest ones because they grew up calling this smaller strike zone than the the senior guy like Joe West or Jerry Crawford or or Mark Hirschbeck or John Hirschbeck. Uh, so they grew up calling this little box that you see on TV. So they're they're the ones that score the best on their their plate work. But you put you can't put a guy that's only his first or second year who has the best score behind the plate. You can't put him in the world series. He'll get killed. And so, uh, some of that is just being able to handle people. A lot of, a lot of baseball officiating, and, and I'm sure a lot of basketball officiating 
is handling the game, not letting it get out of hand, making sure it's under control. And that, that yeah, has a lot. See, there's a bigger problem, Joe, in basketball. It's so of much more it. physical. Okay. It's sure the it physical is. part of it. And the thing is, is that what I try to tell all the officials all the time about certain things and had conversations with them over the years is that players will adapt themselves to what's being called. But the biggest problem is you can't call the game one way at the start of the game and another way at the end of the game. Damn it, just call the game the same way, whether it's the first minute or the last minute. Joe, you know what? There's a lot of great things about people who drink coffee, but guess what? We found something that will soothe everybody's palate when it comes to having a good cup of coffee. Yeah, this new company that's helping us sponsor this podcast is called Trade Coffee, and they design the coffee to your individual taste. I can remember traveling across the country doing umpiring all over the country, and the coffee's different everywhere you go. The coffee in Seattle's different than the coffee in Atlanta. And I think the good thing about this is trade coffee makes your coffee so that you like it. And it's like your choice of how you want it to taste. And, you know, one of the things I noticed about trade coffee is the fact that they've tested over 450 roasts. So they know exactly what they can recommend for you. And that's something I don't think anybody else has even thought about. A, 450 different tests and B, you can have something that fits what you like compared to what you're being poured because somebody else likes it. Look, they've delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee with more than 750,000 positive reviews. You can't do any better than that. Hey, how about the fact that you just said deliver? Trade coffee can be delivered to you instead of you having to go out and search for it. And I think that really solves a lot of problems for people because in some cities, you may be able to find a certain coffee. In other cities, you can't. But with trade coffee, all you have to do is get it delivered to you and you're set. Right now, trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. When you go to drinktrade.com slash Joe West. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. And you can get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash Joe West. And then they'll let Trade Coffee find the coffee that you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash Joe West for $30 off. How about that? Trade Coffee, everybody. You'll love it. All right. I'm going I'm to bring, bring up a name here that you might not know. His name was Andy Van Helman. I, yeah, NHL yeah. referee. And in his yeah. first his first postseason event, he called tripping on a breakaway. <laughs> that's a that's a penalty shot. And he got killed. The <coughs> media murdered him. Said you can't call that. You know, on it, late in the game, you can't call. It. Well, what's the difference in calling it late in the game and first and early in the game? I mean, uh, Bruce Fremming was attacked one time because he called a balk in the eighth inning they, and the media said, you can't call a balk in the late. Inning. What's the difference in a balk in the eighth inning and the balk in the first inning? There's right. no difference. Call right. the game the way it's way it's played. I, I agree yeah. with you totally Rick on that. I, I, that I that's, that's the integrity that Rick was talking about before. I yeah. actually have one very fun umpire story. So, um, uh, you know, did, did, um, did, you know, unfortunately have a marriage breakup and my kids lived in Florida uh, with their mom. So I would actually travel every weekend to my son's games because uh, I had the means to do so and wanted to be a, a deep part of their life. So my son made it to the championship game. And as I flew in, believe it or not, 
one of the uh, dads who was scheduled to umpire did not umpire. And nobody really wanted it. And I kind of uh, had a little bit of a reputation of being a sports guy. So they put me at first base. So my my son's team is up. They are down um, uh, a run. And uh, the team hits the ball. And the guy comes across. And he was completely safe. And it was a bang-bang play. And I called them safe. And my son's manager comes over to me and says, you know, we're going to lose the game because of you. How do you not call out? This is the greatest thing in the world. Like, listen, you know, yes, I made the call against my son, but the kid was safe. You got to call. the. In other words, it's a very, very interesting thing when you're dealing with those human emotions, because I I think what Rick is gravitating to and you're you're saying, and I've been a part of it on both sides, as I used to coach at NYU, uh, I played at Hofstra. Late in games, they use that phrase, don't let the refs decide it. But what do you do when something is so blatantly against, you know, the, the construct of the game? How do you not how do you swallow the whistle? But we see it all the time. I mean, again, if you watch playoff, you know, any sport, basketball, football, uh, well, football, actually, football has a reputation of you know, they, they call these things late, quite frankly. But the other sports, they do swallow the whistle a little bit and um, gets a little um, questionable as to is the integrity of the game being sacrificed for um Again, not getting as a matter of fact, probably the most famous of all is the uh, the, the Steelers, right? And the Raiders, where they say that the um, the umpire called up to the booth and said, "How much security they got?" And they go, "Not enough." And they went touchdown, you know, the immaculate reception, because they were going to call it a double tap, and you know, the Steelers fans would have killed them if they said that that uh, the the Fuqua play was uh, Bradshaw to Fuqua to Harris was no good. But now officiating so, is is a, a labor of love because you there was have, a. There was this umpire supervisor, an umpire supervisor named Al Barlick. And Al Barlick's a Hall of Fame umpire. And somebody brought up to him that your best umpires are the ones that you don't even know their name when the game's over. He right. said, oh, that's really brilliant. Right. That's really brilliant. So I, the pitcher box with the runner on third base and the bottom of the ninth inning, and the umpire didn't call it, so nobody knows his name. Well, see, that's a fallacy. That's I- wrong. Yeah, I agree. he needs to call what happens. I and agree. if, and if, you know, and I've said this for many times, my first responsibility as an official has always been to the game of baseball. That's my first response. That doesn't mean the commissioner's office. That means that a game itself, and, and we can relate this to basketball. The, the referee's first responsibility is to the game of basketball. My second responsibility is to my profession. And that might not mean the union of officials. It means the profession of umpiring. And my third responsibility is do what I know in my heart is morally honest and correct. That then those are the three most important things an, an umpire or a referee can do. And if yeah. you do those things in that order, nothing you do will be wrong. Now yeah. you get criticized for it, but you're in a you're in a job where you're going to get criticized no matter what you do. Right. So that's that's the way you have to think of this. So I I totally agree with Rick's uh, assessment that you need to call it the way it is. So you know, I, I don't have a problem with that. Joe, so, even, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I was Mike. just going to ask both Joe and Rick about the patch. And, and when you guys decided to use it, when did you start to notice a difference with respect to your energy? I noticed it right away in the day games I was working. And of course, <laughs> like Jerry said, we, we couldn't let baseball know that we were wearing them because we hadn't paid baseball to wear. Them. <laughs> so, <laughs> But uh, I noticed it right away when I'd go out there and have a game in 90-degree heat or 100-degree heat. I could tell the difference right away. It was, 
it was no secret. And then uh, I, I wore them all the time on the golf course. So uh, that's, uh, I noticed it immediately. I don't, yeah. I don't know how you did, Rick. Well, I think it's a situation that everybody's different, right? No two people are exactly the same. So it's just a matter of what kind of physical condition and stuff are you in. I think the worse your condition, the more the patch will help you, to be honest with you. No, because it means, and people don't take good care of themselves. I mean, they don't you know, eat the right things. For me, like I tell people, I, I'm probably one of the most difficult people in the world to be able to say, hey, try this and see what it does. I said, yeah, but here's the problem. I said, I feel great. You know, at my age, I don't feel any differently than I felt when I was, in my, when I was 50 years old. And I just can't run as fast, jump as high, or I'm not as good in the bedroom. I mean, but other than that, I'm doing pretty well. So, you know, so it's hard for me to, you know, to tell. But I do know I wore the patches do when I have to do a long day when I play in a pickleball tournament. It, it's like an ordeal. I mean, it truly is. I mean, sometimes it could take to eight, 10 hours to get done and you play and you sit for an hour and then the next match comes up and you try to get loose. And the older you are, the most more difficult that is. And so when I wear them, I usually, you know, I'll keep my energy for a longer period of time. So as I say, you just have to try it, see how it works for you, know that it's not going to hurt you. And if you're not in the best of shape in the world, you'll probably notice a big difference. You'll notice more, but even more than that, and Mike, that's a great question because if anyone will Google thiamine and hand-eye coordination, so again, pickleball is a lot of hand-eye coordination in addition to you know physical uh, stamina. So it, it it does improve that. And we were talking about the integrity of the game. So you know, obviously, there's been you know we're through the period, thank God, but we were in that period with the HGH and all the you know spike in home runs and things like that. And what you know, I don't know how deep we want to get into here but you know joe and i you know collectively with the help of our friend uh who you had uh earlier uh this year on jerry reinsdorf you know we tried to put it into major league baseball and the thing is is that thiamine is on the approved list so you know here you have these great arms that are having all these you know soft tissue injuries and having to go for surgery and of course you know yes you will probably have a little bit of a better batting average maybe not more home runs because it doesn't add um, distance to your to your swing but you would have better contact you'll square it up hit it on the screws more often. And, you know, we did everything in our power, Joe spoke to every single person with the exception of Rob Manfred. I don't know. I don't know anyone under Rob Manfred who was of power in baseball that I or Joe didn't speak with, in, including Tony Clark, by the way, to put the patches into major league baseball and I politics. It wasn't because of the patch, but the point is, is that for any young fan or any parent who has um, uh, young sons and daughters playing softball, baseball, et cetera, this patch will absolutely make a difference ethically, legally, and naturally in their swing, in their contact, in their stamina to play nine innings or seven innings, whatever little league may be, in the summer, which is when baseball obviously is at its forefront, 90, 100 degree heat. So um, it's a difference maker. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we take pride in is that it is a ethical um, performance enhancer. Sometimes those two words are immediately attached to something negative, right? Performance enhancement, we hear the drug comes at the end of it. This is not a drug, but it is a performance enhancer. And even in the case of uh, Rick's pickleball, who and Rick is in amazing shape, by the way. Um, you know, uh, if you've seen him up close, you're like, wow, this, uh, but to his point, he, he, he disciplines himself to do that. But probably what he may not have known is some of his hand-eye coordination was actually being naturally improved and he already had great hand-eye coordination just look at his free just look at his free throw percentage through yeah, the yeah. US, but, you know this episode is brought to you by car shield who makes it easy and affordable to protect my car 
from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. CarShield is the number one auto protection company in the U.S. and offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. Let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic, and CarShield's administrators handle all the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or the headaches you're taken care of. The same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast -coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost. Get coverage today and you'll lock up your price now and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising cost of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive car repairs, and they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. Uh, Rick, I was going to ask you because I remember you as always being a well-conditioned athlete uh, when you played in the NBA and the ABA for sure. Uh, how have you been able to maintain that regimen over the course of your life? And you've been out of the game for a number of years and you still look like you're in great shape. Yeah, well, to be honest with you, um, my waist is only one inch bigger than it was when I was in college. And, um, wish and, I could say that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and the same thing, you know, weight, weight, weight wise, I'm, I, I weigh less right now than I weighed in my last year playing ball. I mean, so I, my whole thing is, is that I know when you, let yourself go physically that your quality of life is going to suffer. And I'm, I'm just one of those people that I'm not going to let that happen. And I always tell people one time in my life, I did stuff and I got an exercise pants. I was a 38 and I did stuff and I got up and I had to go and get to 40. I said, what the hell are you doing? And I stopped immediately and never, ever have gotten close to that. And I tell people, so forget all the diets and stuff. It's a pretty simple thing. If your waist gets tight and your belt gets tight, your pants get tight, eat less, Work out more until it gets loose, okay? I mean, just don't get that next size pants. Then you're in big trouble if you do that. So, you know, and, and that's just my thing. I want to be, I want to stay healthy. I want to live as long as I can in life. And, you know, God has blessed me so far. And hopefully he'll continue to do it. But in life, you don't know. I mean, hell, I can, you know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So you just have to make the most yeah. of every day. And it's hard for you to be able to tell that message to young kids. Because when you're young, you think you're invincible. You think you're going to live forever. You guys remember when you were younger and everything, you met a guy who was 50 years old. He said, oh, my God, he freaking guy's 50 years old. And then, then when you get to 50, you say, what the hell? And 50 is nothing. This is great. Right. You so know, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of looking at it this way. He just doesn't like to change his wardrobe. <laughs> That's true. He, he hasn't bought a new pair of pants in 20 years. I, hey, I'm telling you, I'm at that stage in life now where I told my wife, I don't really care about having the fancy. In fact, the new styles with suits and stuff. My my son John is 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 has been with a lady who's who Magic Johnson got into do Alba clothing. And, and she's amazing, Joanna. And she, and she she makes clothing, you know, suits and all that stuff. And she has a, a nice, very nice thing. She made one up for me. But the way they fit so freaking tight in the pants and the other thing, I mean, that's not that's not my kind of thing. When I was younger, hell, I wore the platform shoes and did all the bell bottoms and all this shit. I couldn't care less about that stuff now. 
I mean, yeah. you just get to the point where, hey, it doesn't matter anymore, you know, how great you look. Like, I've got to go to a big function down in L.A. I think it's next at the end of next week. And, and they're going to have all kinds of celebrity people and everything over there. That nice suit that I had, I feel bad. That's the suit I should be wearing. But it's in Florida, my Florida place. <laughs> I don't have it. So I'm going to look really out of place, whatever the hell I'm going to be wearing, because I'm not going to have an in-style suit on. I can guarantee you that. I, I told you, he's worried about his wardrobe. He didn't want to change. And, <laughs> you know, I, I played golf with your son, John. Uh, we were on that celebrity tour. We played a few of those events. <laughs> what a good kid. You be sure to tell him golfer. hello. He's a hell of a golfer, too. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah. Be all, sure to give him all those give him my best. amazing athletes. But you know, the, the, the thing, and I, Rick's making a, a point and on a serious note. I want to make a point for you know the viewers because I know that part of what you know we were doing today was to bring uh and highlight, you know, this this buy B1 product, uh, the B1 patch. Enough parents are starting to really get a good amount of information and be label readers because when I was a kid. I just went to what I saw on television and I'm not going to mention names, but if you watch a sports show, you, you know who, what the names are, you know, sugar and these kinds of uh, dyes, you know, blue, yellow, all these, if you'll just look at how harmful they really are again, not that I want to get into, you know, a whole deep nutrition thing here, but one of the things I'm most proud of most proud of about the B1 patch is that we have uh, kids in T-ball Joe, wearing the patches, seven years old, eight years old, because parents have done, you know, five minutes worth of research online and saw that, okay, so this is actually a lot better than that sugary drink that I see advertised religiously on TV. And the funny thing is, I don't know how it was when you played at Miami, Rick, but when we were sponsored, and I'm going to say the name out loud now because we were sponsored by him, when we were sponsored by Gatorade, Gatorade was not in our jug. We had the orange jug for the cameras, but in our jug was water. The trainers would not put the sugar in there because as an athlete and even as an umpire, and this is one of the reasons why we were so excited when we spoke to the umpire union, you know, you're out there for nine innings. And, and what about uh, Joe? You actually umpired the game. I thought it went into the 17th inning. It was a Sunday night game. I don't know if it was Yankees, Red Sox, but I remember calling you the next day and I said, did you, was he patched up me like Jerry had two of them on? Because I remember that you, you, you umpired 17 innings. That is taxing. You know, for an umpire, especially if you have to, you know, run down the line and see if the ball's fair and standing on your feet for all that. So I I'm was behind the plate. Well, was, right, right. You I was behind the plate. the plate, and I struck out fifty guys. <laughs> and it so was I, the it was the Cubs and the Yankees, and uh, I had and 20, Yankees, 25, Yankees, yeah. 25 Yankees struck out, twenty five Cubs struck out, and Joe Torrey called me the next day and said, "Well, at least you were consistent." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that's what I'm most proud of is that this patch is great for the youth and that the parents are taking the initiative to be label readers because Rick makes a great point about having the discipline of your diet and what you have to do. But if you're getting misinformed, just watching stuff on the news, you may actually be putting the wrong thing in your body and not know it. And that's something that we kind of have really, uh, I think, done a great job. Uh, in our company's lifetime in educating the consumer as opposed to just throwing, you know, marketing, marketing, marketing. Uh, we've been more educational to our approach and it's served us well, you know. Rick, you know, I, I'm thinking that the NBA players should be using the patch because they have the load management thing where they don't play back-to-back -back nights on so, for some situations and they try and uh, make sure that they get enough ample rest. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if those guys would have survived in your era. 
having to have nights They would off. have had a tough time, tell you, Mike, because that meant load management. What the hell is load management? Exactly. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I played because I loved to play. I hated when we were blowing somebody out because I knew I wouldn't get to play that much. Right. I wanted to be on the court. Right. I mean, so, but now they are. I mean, just say, well, Joe, you've seen it happen in baseball. In baseball, oh, yeah. I mean, come on. I make Goose Goss, he's a good friend of mine. He lives here in Colorado Springs, too. We know each other. I mean, Goose would relieve for seven innings. I mean, yeah. now they got the you got the mid reliever. They got the they got the setup guy. You got the closer. I mean, it's crazy. How often do you see a pitcher pitch beyond the five and a half to six innings so he can maybe get the win or the loss? It's so sophisticated. The training has become so sophisticated. Like people say to me, Rick, you know, you guys would have a hard time playing with these guys today. I said, Are you on drugs? I said, <laughs> I said Do you understand? Do you understand how much better I would be if I played today? First of all. I know how to play and I understand the game, which a lot of guys don't nowadays. The second thing is, is that like, and Jerry brought it up. We didn't, we didn't, I didn't have a dietitian. I didn't have a strength coach. I didn't have an agility coach. We did nothing. Zero. We had zero to do. I placed them up and got on the court. That was it. No, I'm serious. I mean, absolutely nothing. I would be faster, stronger, quicker, more endurance, jump higher. I mean, it's ridiculous how much better I would be if I was playing today because of the sophistication of the training that is available to guys today in all sports. And it's all sports specific now. It used to be, hey, lift, do this, everything. No, lift this way if you're a swimmer. Lift this way if you're a baseball player. Lift this way if you're a basketball player. And it, it's great. And that's one of the reasons why you see so many things happen in records and things getting broken and guys doing special things. It's because of this sophistication in the training. Guys, it's time to bring that summer heat back into the bedroom. That's right. Confidence can take you far in life. It can also help you in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable tablet and at the fraction of a cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead and be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of our licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive a prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no doctor's office visits, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the United States and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Yeah, it's time to get off the couch and back to work. If your tool needs an upgrade, you need BlueChew.com. Women say there's nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. So if you can benefit from the extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code Joe West at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code Joe West to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. So, you know, for you, you the, the Warriors are—they're they're kind of a throwback team. When you look at fundamentally what they do compared to a lot of other teams, uh, you think that you think they can hang with you guys? The Warriors? Yeah. 
Yeah, of course, because they play the game the way it's meant to be played. Exactly. Selfishness, yeah. pass, move, cut. I mean, not all one-on-one BS that I can't even stand watching. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, this is that's the way the game was designed to be played. I mean, just why do you think the Warriors won six championships here in the last eight or nine years? It's all because of the fact that they play the right way. They could have had two more. You know, because Draymond got suspended, which was, I think, the worst decision the NBA ever made. I couldn't believe they suspended him in a freaking finals game for a finals game for what took place. And they and they wind up losing in seven games to Cleveland. And then, and then if, Clay had the injury. If Clay Thompson and, and KD don't get hurt, there's no way that freaking Toronto would have ever beat him in that series. So, yeah. but that's because the, the game is, and basketball is not complicated, Okay. Uh, it's it's a very simple, straightforward game, very easy to do. You know, football is probably the most difficult one because of things with 11 people on the field and things going on. And, and one thing I want to say about that and see what Joe thinks about it, there are times, I think, when an official should not throw his flag in football or blow his whistle. But in, in football, it's better. They're running the sweep to the left side. And the right, the, 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 the tight end on the right side of the field – gets hold somebody or something had no bearing on what the play was about to throw a flag for that is I, I think you shouldn't do it because it had no impact on the play that was being run. Whereas if you call it, it's going to take back perhaps a touchdown, which I've seen actually happen. So oh, yeah. to me, if you say, if you want to go by the rule book, yeah, go by the rule book. But I think only if it has an impact on what's actually happening in the game. And then you don't have all the slowdowns, Joe, and you know, oh, forever, this is foul, this thing. Basketball, it's tough because it's a confined area. Baseball, it's pretty simple. It's either out or out when you either tag the guy or the runner at first base or whether it's a strike or a ball. But football, you have the latitude of doing that of all the sports because a sweep to the left side with a hold 25 yards away or 20 yards away on the right side of the line has no bearing on that play. So I wouldn't, if I was the official, I would say I wouldn't call, I wouldn't throw the flag in that play because it didn't have any impact on the play. Joe, well, you'd You'd be surprised because that is actually in writing in the NFL officials rule book that if the play didn't have any, the, the foul didn't have anything to do with the outcome of the play, the, the play shouldn't be called a foul. Well, that's good is to it, hear. I hear that that's right? great to hear. Wow. That's, awesome. that's smart. I, I, did, I didn't know that. Wow. It's, it's in their rule book. Now, the biggest problem with that is <clears throat> if it's a pass play and uh, receivers are going out from both sides – and someone holds the tight end or holds the receiver on the right side, <clears throat> how do you determine what, what it would have with the read of the quarterback as to where everybody would be? So that's, you know, that's tough to manage that part. But like well, you said, like, a, I, a, run, think, a run and play the other side. Yeah, thank you. That I can, that's, I can probably the most obvious, that's probably the most obvious one <clears throat> of all of the things that are going to happen. And I would agree with you. I think, hey – you know, the quarterback has a decision to go wherever he wants to go. And if somebody's impeding somebody illegally, that should be thrown regardless of where. Yeah, it uh, that's exactly right. And that and that's what the problem is, is when you see him throw the ball to the left side of the field and the fouls on the right side of the field. And now there's a defensive holding. You go, how can you call that when he didn't even throw it over? Well, he didn't throw it over there because the guy held him. He didn't get to where that's he was right. supposed to be. <laughs> so there, there's a big difference. So, but, exactly. uh, and, and, and you know what? Uh, football is just like your sport. There's a lot of people running into each other. And there's so much happening that that uh, a lot of it's missed. But uh, and and they only work one game a week. I mean, I work more games in a month. Oh my a, goodness! Yeah. Than a than a football referee works in a year. <laughs> so 
Joe, uh, you know what? I, you know what I wanted to ask. When there were double headers, was another crew there, or was it the? You know, I never asked this. I know it sounds pretty ridiculous. I've watched baseball all my life, but did the same umpire crew do both games, or was there a second crew that came in? You know, I never, I never asked that. Didn't they move around though? It was the same crew, but you guys switched bases, right? Yeah, and we and later when we got this good union president, we started. Uh, we started. We started. We started bringing in the. A plate umpire, uh, we, we'd actually bring up a guy from the minor leagues, and he would work first and third. And one of the regulars would work the first game behind the plate, and another regular would work the second game behind the plate. So um, we we didn't work two guys. Whoever worked the plate didn't work the second game. Yeah, Were you facetiously I- saying something about Richie? Richie Phillips? Yeah. <laughs> No, Richie Phillips was a good friend of mine. <laughs> Richie Phillips had to take up for me a lot. <laughs> but you know, he, you know, he was he Richie Phillips was the, the union representative for both the baseball umpires and the basketball referees. So uh and he was he was good for us. He did a good job. Uh, and it's you know, my- it, it's amazing over the years uh how all these things have accumulated into what they are, but um I, I think for the most part, uh, we've tried to make it where it's it's better for the uh, for the umpires at the big league level. One of the things we've hurt baseball doing is we've increased the number of umpires on the field at the minor league level. And what I mean by that is they've gone to three-man system and the four-man system and all this stuff uh, to try to take the workload off the umpires. When getting to the big leagues in baseball – it's determined how good you're going to be by how well your plate work is behind the plate. See, when I was in a ball and double a, I worked the plate every other day because they only gave you two umpires. And one of, one of the funniest thing is about the Jackie Robinson movie, 42. The only thing that was wrong in that film was the number of umpires on the field. Right. Because when Jackie Robinson played, when he was in the minor leagues, there were only two umpires. And when he was in the major leagues, when he first came up, there were only three umpires. So they didn't do the research to see how many umpires there were. And, and in every every game he played in the movie, there were four umpires. Well, that wasn't accurate. And, uh, yeah, because even Rick, when you played, it was only two NBA officials. Now they went to three, but there was only two NBA officials when you played, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the biggest thing, I mean, the thing in basketball is that I, I always try to tell officials, first of all, if you can't see it, you shouldn't call it. You shouldn't call it, right. Okay? So if something happens and the official has, and he's right behind my back, and I'm reaching in to do something and I knock the ball away, how in the hell can he blow his whistle and call a foul on me because he can't possibly see what happened? Right. No, uh, you're exactly right. People guess. Yeah. And you know, that's why Mike, they, that's that's why they went to three officials. <laughs> yeah, they did because well, yeah, that's right because they're always because what happened when that happened so many times the official was always trailing the play on a yeah. break, you know, on a fast break, and you have no angle. The whole big thing for me in basketball is you ha- you really have to work your butt off if you're an official because you have to be constantly moving to give yourself the proper angle. Well, the officials do a ton of hard basketball. Sure, the officials you go up and Joe, I got to tell you, it's great to have the workout anytime on board 5460 as one of our sponsors. Many of our listeners already know that workout anytime as their hometown club where they can work out on their schedule 24 seven. Others might be aware that workout anytime is a great business opportunity as well. 
That's right, Mike. Workout Anytime is one of the top 200 fastest growing franchises in the country. And they've been at this for more than 20 years. And they're currently in 22 different states. And they're internationally in Honduras and Costa Rica. How about that? You know what? Opening up a gym is becoming a real big part. How about $30 billion in health and fitness industry is what you're talking about this year. Never has it been any easier to invest in Workout Anytime franchise. Joe, you know you and I are one in five American adults that have a fitness membership. Yeah, I did know that. As a matter of fact, and I'm told that number is expected to nearly double in the next 10 years. I know these folks that work out anytime, and I have known them for a long time. They're so passionate about the industry, and their franchises rave about the support that they give the company. Well, here's a great business tip. Go to WorkoutAnytimeFranchise.com and learn more. And while you're there, you can see the map of available locations and find out how you can arrange an initial phone conversation to hear more about the proven Workout Anytime business model. That's WorkoutAnytimeFranchise.com. I really do. I wanted to get the patch into, into the officials' room because, again, some of these leagues, you know, when, when we were dealing with uh, baseball, you know, the umpires were their own entity, and yet still – you know, baseball had the authority to kind of shut it down that they couldn't wear the patches uh, visibly. But, you, you know, Mike, you were asking about the NBA before. You know, we had uh, during the uh, uh, COVID when the um, players were in the bubble, we had 35 NBA players, 35, write a letter to Adam Silver requesting that the patch be allowed in the bubble because the CDC had come out and said that thiamine is now on the hospital protocol list to help fight COVID or to even prevent it because it gave you a robust immune system. And we, to this day, have like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Bam Adebayo, Montreal Harrell, and a whole bunch of other NBA players that use the patch. And the funny thing is, is you may not have heard the names like Kawhi Leonard and some of these big stars. Some of these guys are so, you know, agent and corporate centric that because we don't pay them the millions that a Nike or a Gatorade will pay them, they don't wear the patch. And these are the guys, unfortunately, that the fans want to see that all have soft tissue injuries. Everybody's got, you know, uh, some kind of an issue, um, whether it be, you know, a, a ligament. As a matter of fact, you know, uh, Rick was saying earlier, Jermaine Taylor, who was kind of, you know, uh, um, uh, an introduction where, where, where Rick and I, you know, started, you know, working together with the patch. Jermaine Taylor put two patches on after he popped his Achilles. He was healed in two months quicker time, wound up winning the MVP of a summer league of this five tournament that we held out in Vegas. And um, the orthopedic surgeon from the Orlando Magic who did the surgery actually nicknamed him Wolverine because he's never seen, and this is his words, not mine. This is the doctor's words. He's never seen an Achilles injury heal so quickly. So, you know, the thiamine, uh, the B1 patch absolutely has a physiological and tangible effect on the athletes who wear it. And because of the corporate structure of a lot of these leagues, Mike, we struggle to get in there. And that's why, you know, the NIL deal, which has uh, come about these last couple of years, um, has really been a landscape uh, changer for us because now uh, if anyone will Google our company, they'll see that we just became the official partner of the Big South Conference, the Southland Conference, the Sunbelt Conference, the Big West Conference, the CAA Conference, the MAC. I mean, I'm, I'm mentioning it. I get goosebumps because Joe West and I sat in a, um, was it, it was Boston, we sat with the the director of the uh, one of the directors of the NSF 
who wouldn't test out product to put it in <laughs> put it in baseball. And I remember I kind of had a whole. I never. I tell you, I never will be able to thank Joe enough. He was so. He was such a champion for our company and our product. And he said, what do you mean you won't? He's like yelling at him. What do you mean you won't test it? Why won't you test it? Like if it's no good, okay, it's no good. They wouldn't test it. We never got denied. Remember, Joe, they wouldn't even test it no, because. They wouldn't. They refused to test it. Refused to test and, it. And I, I look back on all this and it, it reminds me of the FDA where if you don't pay them, they won't test it. If you don't pay them, and they won't test just, it. It's just wrong. He's got He's got this product that works, but they won't test it. He's got this product that the athletes want to wear, but they won't let them wear it because they won't test it. And so that was just wrong the way they treated him. And uh, I was embarrassed, first of all, because these people didn't treat him with the respect they should have. And so I did, I did kind of chew her out. <laughs> no, you did. And I, I, I never forget it. But the thing is, Joe, is that, you know, people like yourself and even, and even Rick commenting now with, with the officials, you have these veteran Hall of Famers that, Mike, are trying to make the game better, right? The integrity of the game, the integrity of the athlete. And yet we're still going to, I think, forever until it really changes, always going to navigate corporate structure because at some point in time, there are just politics that none of the um, – you can't get around, but you know, we're, we're finding our way because at the end of the day, and, and Rick will probably attest to this. It's like, I would coach players and they're like, Oh, I have to go to Chaminade. I have to go to Monverde. And I would tell them, listen, if you can hoop, they will find you. Trust me. <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll find you. If you can play the sport, people will find you. And I think we've been very similar. If the product works, and again, so uh, privileged uh, and blessed to have people like Joe West and Rick Barry, um, validate and advocate that it's worked for them and that, you know, they've used it for a number of years now with any, without any side effects, there are no side effects, but to hear them say it uh, on camera, it, it's been, it's been really a, uh, a great journey for us and, and the best is yet to come. But uh, for the viewers out there that are watching this, um, you know, buy B1.com, the B1 patch, it's all natural. It'll help. And it's something that the more and more people wear, I think more and more will be able to penetrate the MLBs, the NBA, corporate structure so that when you turn on an NBA game, you will see, I mean, you see guys right now, Rick, right? They wear the KT tape. I don't know if that helps or not. I'm, it came out after I uh, stopped playing, but you know, those are the kinds of things that, you know, um, I think more and more are going to be prevalent in, in the visual of the athlete because it does work and it does benefit the athlete. It's like the old commercial. Try it. You'll like You're it. Like it. <laughs> Try it. <You'll> like it. <laughs> hey, well, Jerry, Jerry and yeah. Rick, uh, this has been insightful, man. Uh, learning about buy one, be one is certainly something we hope our, our, our viewers and listeners will certainly pay attention to and certainly use it because you guys have testified to the fact that it does work. And we want to thank you guys for being part of what we do here on 5460. Uh, congratulations with the podcast, Joe, Mike. Uh, I've listened to many of them. Uh, one of my favorites, I'm a little biased, it was the Jerry Reinsdorf interview. Didn't know some of those great stories that you guys told, but uh, been a fan of it since it started. And uh, thank you for having us on today. And I want to give a special shout out and thanks uh, to my friend Rick Barry, who made time to speak about it today. Uh, Rick is still coaching basketball in the big three, still competing. He's not just competing at pickleball people. He's winning championships, by the way. Let's <laughs> let's 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 understand that he's playing at an extremely high level. And also, uh, I might embarrass him a little bit. He's probably one of the best guys I've ever met off the court, uh, a man of faith, a man of principle. And uh, can't say enough good things about him. Um, He's a Hall of Fame person as well as Hall of Fame player. So thank you, Rick, for coming on uh, and supporting the company today. 
happy to do it. Nice to see both of you guys, Mike, Joe, and uh, I never knew I'd be on a show and spend this much time having to talk to an official of a sport. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not get a technical foul or get I, kicked I, I, out. I, here's the thing, Joe. Joe. I never led the league in technical fouls. I was very <laughs> aggressive. My face is like a billboard on Times Square. You can see my emotion. <laughs> I wasn't somebody that, you know, had a had a poker face. And I was emotional when I played. But the thing is, I wasn't abusive to the officials. I mean, I got tech. I could tell you stories about technicals. I got a technical foul from a guy because he didn't like the way I was looking at him. I stared him down <laughs> and he gave me a technical foul. So anyway, but I never led the league in technical fouls. Why? Because I was too cheap to want to have to pay the money. <laughs> yeah, you had to save it for your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. I had to save it because, because I had wives that, you know, well, actually one of them spent a lot of money, but the one I have now is pretty frugal. So she wasn't involved in my technical oh, stuff. Oh, my goodness. Uh, all, right. all your listeners, all your viewers and listeners, so all the best. Uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. God bless you with good health and Let's uh, let's let's try to get our country back to where it needs to be. It's just pathetic what's going on. And I'm not going to get into politics because I don't want to ruin my day. Yeah. <laughs> Rick, Jerry, thank you so much, fellas. Have a great day. Thanks, Take guys. Care, Take guys. care. Be well. right. Take care. My baby took me to the ballpark to see a baseball game. Lord, it had to be at least 99 in the shade. I was stealing a glance at some tight short pants just as I turned my head. My baby grabbed me by the arm and this is what she said. If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home. If I catch you playing the field, you're gonna be long gone. You better play it safe and don't do me wrong. Cause if you cheat on me, you'll be out at home. You've been listening to 5460, the Joe West podcast here on the Podcast Heat Network. Make sure to subscribe and don't miss an episode each and every Monday. We'll talk to you next week. She's checking all the signs. While I'm enjoying two of the great American pastimes It's fouling up my nerve watching all these curves Remembering what she said to me And if I get caught looking it's gonna be strike three If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home If I catch you playing the field, you're gonna be long gone You better play it safe don't do me wrong Cause if you cheat on me Well you'll be out at home If you cheat on me You'll be out at home If I catch you playing the field You're gonna be long gone You better play it safe And don't do me wrong Cause if you cheat on me Well you'll be out at home If you cheat on me, you'll be out at home.